Welcome to the Team Keen podcast. Your access inside the Team Keen Junior Racing Program. And welcome to the call. I'm uh, Ken Creighton. I'm the chair of the Team Keen Club. I'm just going to introduce the call and then hand over to our other speakers. You can see on the slide here, I'm going to hand over to Peter Haining, who's going to hand over to Paul Keen, and then uh, Judith, who leads the Parent Support Association. And just a few quick words as we get started. Um, from my perspective, I have a significant level of admiration for what you all have done and where we are right now as a club. Even coming into the crisis, we had those floods. Remember those floods? We had all those races canceled and, um, and a lot of challenges. And then, of course, we went through this COVID period, which was really tough. And we did a lot of virtual training and really kept the club going, um, which I think was a savior for many families, including mine. And then we came up to these six weeks of camps where we had really incredible uh, challenges to overcome with social distancing and all the rules from, I think, four different authorities, you know, the rowing authorities and the boathouse and everything. And, you know, it was almost impossible. <laughs> and the, pos the, the impossible was overcome. We, we, we faced it. And it was incredible to see, especially the volunteers and, you know, a lot of you uh, doing so much to teaching, you know, the beginners and, and, and really enjoying each other's company and doing it all within the rules and just giving just a great, um, you know, feeling and even reputation for our club. It was just amazing how we got through that summer. I do want to note that um, this whole COVID and, and the difficulties, it, it's going to, it's not over. And now the boathouse is being used by a number of different clubs. And so space and stress and social distancing and rules is even more important. And this is something, there's a few more people to admit here, um, a few latecomers, um, is that we, you know, you guys, no kidding around, you guys have to be, have to be on your best behavior at the boathouse. Um, it is not an overstatement to say that we are not going to be allowed to use that boathouse if we are not seen as respecting space and social distance and all the rest. And, and that's going to require a change, frankly. And, and that's a real challenge for us going forward that we can address. So, um, you know, I'm going to hand over to Peter, but just to say that, um, you know, I, I believe in this club. I believe in you. I believe in junior rowing. And I believe Hi, that Tom. you guys, if you could no. mute, please, I'm going to mute um, people. Okay. I believe that you guys are poised to have the greatest year of your lives. You're going to have friends that you'll never forget. You're going to win races that will just be burned into your memories forever. You are poised to really, really experience something special. And, um, and uh, it's exciting. So with that, I'd like to hand over to Peter Haining. Hi guys, um, thank you very much for that introduction, Ken. That was lovely, and you're absolutely right. The amount of things that goes on behind the scenes that uh, parents will never be able to to get uh, in, in, you know, in, in a full perspective of, and this is why the, the Zoom tonight will help them sort of walk a little walk with us and uh, and be able to share some of the the things that they can be involved with to really help this this project go forward and and make sure that everybody gets everything out of this that's possible, because it's a small window. Children grow up very quickly, and, um, and uh, we don't want to live through proxy. We just want to be able to shake all the hands with all the gold medals around the neck and then on to university. And a lot of hard work has gone down with Paul and Miranda and all the coaches before me, um, and they are a fantastic bunch of kids. And all the new ones, you know, I, can't, I just cannot wait we get the racing season started. And on that note, I would like to draw the parents' attention and, and, and the rows as well to the training schedule. And if we could have the training schedule up. Thank you, Judith. Beautifully done on time. And um, if you look that we've got <clears throat> quickly overview on Monday before school, a Tuesday before school, a Wednesday before school, and then a Thursday with an option for 40 minutes something or a run or a bicycle if they've got an ergo at home. 
Um, the boys ergo on Friday. Um, that could be done in a school environment if they've got access. Some schools have got weights and things like that. And we could help them develop a wee programme that they could do um, so they could have that morning off. We've got the Saturday. Um, we've got the two sessions there. Um, one of them uh, would be a time trial, depending on the, on the, on the, on the tides that we've got. But um, Paul and Miranda are all over that as well. And then we've got a second session for technique. And the thing I wanted to put forward to the parents and the athletes tonight, and it's quite good to do this, is that after looking at today and the way that the, the rhythm of the river and all the clubs um, coordinate, and there's quite a lot of clubs missing still in universities, and a lot of top programmes have the Sunday off. And having the Sunday off for the race group wouldn't be detrimental, and I wanted to chat to the parents and all the coaches about it. What it would do is it would create a lot of space time for the for other groups, um, and it would ease the pressure on Team Keen. But it, it would also allow the parents to be able to plan things for the weekend, so they could move it to the Sunday. Um, also for rugby and other things like that, um, there's a lot of... Uh, very positive things around not doing it on a Sunday. The Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if I was to tell you that most junior world programmes would love that type of continuity, it's what worked really well with Abingdon School and the parents bought into it. So my, my suggestion is to consider this evening and then we would have a an email round around whip with uh, with some feedback about that that Sunday off and how everybody would be thoroughly rested for that Monday so that people could prepare for school an extra bit of study um, and and the athletes it's very difficult to switch them off they would maybe go for a run or something um, because that Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday we've got we've got weights and ergos and I've just been with Paul and Phil and we had a look at the gym. And I can tell you that the bit of the jigsaw is definitely in place there. We can, we can train them and give them very strong bodies and we can give them excellent cardiovascular training and then the technique and be expressed on the water. So with a really good gym, um, all of this timetable will, will dovetail in really well for everyone. And as you can see, study is a major concern of, of Paul, Miranda, myself and Ken and Judith, it's really important that they get top class um, honours in their exams. We, we really want to help people do that because um, that's what's going to get them on to the next door opening of going to university. The rowing will help in a, in a major way for that as well. Um, so we've got lots of connections with schools and universities, um, both Cambridge and Oxford and Oxford Brooks, and we've got um, Durham. The, the, we know all the coaches who run their programmes. And if we were to go up and tap somebody's shoulder and say, hey, you really need this person in your programme, they're, they're going to move a long way towards accommodating you and your child. So just to go forward, and looking at the rowing in the morning, um, we would be starting at 6.30 in the morning, not the six o'clock, and we would be off the water by 7.15, 7.20. So it would be no messing around, coming down. The, the crews would be set for the mornings, so it wouldn't be like a, a roll call. Uh, obviously, there would be a roll call to have people there for safety, but the boats would be preset, so they would know which boats are going out and, and the piece of work that they had to do. So no faffing around and straight back. The same with the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Um, through the winter, we've got to make sure that the, the, everyone is properly dressed for these occasions. So we need leggings, we need a gilet, and we need a hat, woolly hat, we need some gloves. And it would be brilliant if they had a flask of something that they could drink on the way off the water. A flask of tea, or, or, or hot orange juice and water, something hot that they could put in them when they come off. Um, if they could have a wee bit of porridge before they came down, that would be fantastic. 
Um, the run on Thursday morning, um, that's just 20 minutes away from home, 20 minutes back. And the trainers should be sitting there beside the bed when they wake up and they just get straight on with it and no fuss to the parents. Um, when they come back from school, um, if you finish school early and you live close to the gym, by all means, come down at four. You'll be finished at five. Um, and straight after your weights, you'll be on the ergometer, blood pumped and all the muscles, and you'll have a great ergo because you'll be thoroughly warmed up. So if you appear at five o'clock, you'll be finished by six. And if you're a latecomer at seven, I'll still be there and make sure that you're trained properly all the way till eight o'clock. But I'm hoping that not too many people need to use the seven till eight part of it. But we'll be there from four o'clock till eight o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, uh, and, 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 may, and may further into the, into the, um, the 11 day cycle as well, which I'll chat to you about in a second. Um, so I've, straight away, is there any parents out there or any coaches out there or any of my bosses out there, any thoughts about the program and that element of a Sunday? Um, just, just give one point in that. When we go to, I've got eight regattas that will be highlighted for you that are really crucial and that you guys can plan around that your sons and your daughters won't be disappearing anywhere, that I need them for these eight regattas. And there's an 11 day cycle that slots in and all of this training here is superseded by that 11 day cycle to make sure that they peak for that regatta. And that's why there's only eight occasions in the year where we have and we build up towards the winning at Henley. So without further ado, just a Q&A on that racing squad training schedule. Um, please, I'm, I'm up for any questions just now. Peter, it's uh, it's sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah sorry, Peter. It's, it's Paul Stanworth there. I want, one of the issues with the morning sessions was the children getting to school, especially now they've got staggered starts at schools. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes they have to be at school at eight fifteen and that sort of thing. Yeah. Perhaps we should just got to think about how how to to make make that I guess work so that because otherwise the turnaround is too quick between the end of the session and school to make them. Yeah, I mean, yeah for me, we, we, the, the, the conversation right now, if, if you want me there at four in the morning, I'll be there at four in the morning. If you want me there at five in the morning, I'll be there at five in the morning. But what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying to embrace the parents is that this is the, the best training regime that we can have. And I hear you loud and clear um, we can tweak it further, but I would just need to let Amber know and, and there's a bit of administration that would go with that. I can't see a problem if we went out before UL and I can't see a problem if we're coming in after, uh, before UL as well. Yeah. Is, is, it worth, is it worth just finding out what time the schools all start so that we can just, 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 just to see what works, I guess, with the crews potentially? Yeah, I mean, it depends where your school is. If you're trekking across London... Um, then that's going to be a bit of a problem. Um, yeah. If you're if you're if you're in and around us, then you can definitely away by seven fifteen. I mean that gives you. I mean you could cycle to any school. You could cycle to any school from seven fifteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jump on a train or something. Cycle to the station. Jump on a train. Even that would help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. It's all changing all the time, as you know, and, and yeah. the facilities are kind of variable in different schools. Some people can change at school, some people can't. So it's just, I, I, it was just something to bear in mind because we're just finding that that's just a logistic issue generally at the moment. Not, yeah. not, I think it's a great idea. It was just something to think about, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, I don't want to be, I don't want somebody being brought into the headmistress or headmaster because they're continually late and, and they smell of the River Thames sitting in their classroom. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't want that. Um, we want people to be hygienic as well, and we want them to be, you know, fresh going in there. 
So Peter, I, I mean, I'm mum of Kai and Harvey, and we've got exactly the same issue. We've, we've calculated the times. And if we start rowing at six, then they probably will be able to make it to school just. But if we do 6.30, then we probably about 15 minutes short to make it, make it to school as well. So I do sympathize with whoever spoke to me be spoke before, because I think we will end up with the same issue that they just won't make it to school on time. Okay, well, I mean, that's, that's, two, that's two parents straight away. And as I said to you, I mean, four o'clock is probably a bit early. It means I would have to be <laughs> in the morning to get there. But uh, I, I'm going to be, if we did that at 5.45, um, and that's why it's great to have this training programme and schedule tonight, um, we would have to work really hard to, if everybody was down at 5.45, then that means we're off at seven o'clock. Would that be any better? Yes, and I think I may maybe another bay, way of doing it. So you know, maybe just having uh, you know at least a couple of those days a little bit earlier, so that, that we've got an option actually to attend maybe two out of the three of the morning rowing sessions. Okay, if you and maybe if there, there's somebody like rather doing later, so they can can do it later. Because obviously I don't want to put my foot in it, and then everybody was happy to do it later, but we 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 wouldn't make it to school. So you know we have to maybe somewhere compromise. I would absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to put my harsh hat on now and say, with my coachy hat on, and I'm going to say, if you attended just a couple of them. I'm going to add in another Thursday to capture another day out of them because the minimum I need is three from you. To move your child, for me to for me to put my hand on my team keen heart and say, we can take you to a place to win. I need you to back me as a parent and cajole the, your, your child to be training with me three mornings a week, minimum. Okay, understood. Thank you very much. I, I, that, that's, that I, can, I, can, I can shake your hand when I see you. <laughs> okay. Um, any other questions? I promise you, you'll be cajoled the same way. My training program will not change. We can tweak it earlier and I will accommodate, but my training program is not changing, guys. It's tough. It is a big a big commitment, but you will reap the rewards for this training program. Peter, can I, can I just make a, a point of context regarding yeah. the, the timing? Just so that everybody is aware, at the, at the boathouse, you know, Paul and Miranda and Peter have, we have gone through a very, very complex and difficult process of finding timings to use uh, the boathouse in order to boat, use the hard land. We have the University of London, we have you know, five or six other um, clubs that row out of that boathouse. And with COVID, it's all staggered. So there's a very complex system of showing when we are able to row and when we're not able to row. And so even, even if we had everybody agreeing there was a great time in the morning, that might not be acceptable because we have to stagger with other clubs. And so I just want everybody to be cognizant that we don't have the flexibility to be on the water that we would like to have. Um, and, and that's just something we have to deal with. So, you know, Peter is, you know, it's, it's great to be accommodating, but also people just need to understand that if we had our own boathouse, <laughs> it would be a lot easier. Yeah, so if there's any parents out there with a checkbook with a million quid, please phone Paul and Miranda immediately. <laughs> okay, so Peter, just, I'm just cognizant of, of time. Um, yeah. Can I go and to the 11-day we'll, we'll cycle? move on and then hand over to Paul, yeah. Can I go to the 11-day cycle? Oh, I'll stop. Right, dreaded sevens. We've landed on that. Um, parents, um, uh, this is um, a window into the way your children is training on the, on the ergometer. And basically, the graph there at the top of the blue one is the one I did as an international in 94. And you see it goes up, you know, it goes up in a nice curve. And then I didn't quite make the step on the last bit. It should have been a little bit more vertical there. Um, and that's when that year when I, I managed to win the world championships on that curve. And you can see already that there's some people already above me in my hands and arms and body. And, uh, and I'm just terribly jealous that they can do that at that age. So when they do the arms only, it's at 80 strokes per minute. 
and it really burns the lactic in the upper body. Paul's done it as well. Um, so is, I mean, most of the kids have done it. And, it. and it really teaches them how to suffer the lactic acid and how to be technically very relaxed. And then we do the arms and body at 70 strokes a minute. And I can hear you say, why so high a rating? Well, it's to get the nervous system trained so that when they race every other school crew, 38 and 40 is a doddle to our children, not something that we have to worry about. Cadence will never be something that Team Keen has to worry about. But as long as we keep the length and stroke and technique with it, we will go faster. Okay? And then the next step is the quarter slide, and then the half slide, and the three-quarter slide. And we build this up from two minutes up to the six minutes. And it will stay at six minutes again when we start, and then it will tease out to the seven minutes. But that is a real window in for seat racing as well and how to put crews together. It will help the coaches. If we go on to the seven-day cycle, Judith, and the, the, um, the 11 day cycle, that would, that's the thing just below the weights, um, just before the regattas, if you could find that. I don't have that on a slide, Peter, the 11 day cycle. Okay, well the 11 day cycle is basically dropped in, as I've said at the beginning of the opening gambit, um, where the, your, your, your children will be um, in a peak zone and they won't do weights, and they won't do ergos, and they won't do extra runs, um, and they will only do what's written on the 11-day cycle. And that actually peaks them into the actual race day. Um, so that last week of the 11-day cycle, um, they can do a lot more study as well and be a lot more helpful around the house. On that, on that point, could you bring up the... The squats. Now, this is something that I want every parent to have a good look at. If you've got glasses, make sure they're in the right place to read this. Basically, I want the parents' permission tonight. I've got all the athletes' permission. And uh, we're going to control our young people by rewarding them squats in the house without arguing and shouting with them. So 50 squats for leaving your clothes around your room or the house. Yeah. 75 squats for not washing up after you eat. 100 squats for not listening. And 150 squats for not tidying your room. 200 squats for not offering to help when it's needed immediately. And then 400 squats for not going to bed on time. 500 squats for not getting up on time. 600 squats for not doing the extra things that would really help your parents. A little bit of hoovering, a breakfast occasionally, a lunch occasionally, and an evening meal occasionally. I'm not really going to take it further than that, but we go up to a thousand squats. Whatever you give them as parents, I will double it when they get back down to the, down to the rowing club. And that will really help you guys build their quads and their hamstrings and their glutes and the core. So when they walk out of the tent at Henley, they will have the most amazing quads that anybody has ever seen. Okay? Because we know that arguing and having a poor relationship is not the way forward. So I'm giving you a template to you embrace it, put it on as a fridge magnet, and make sure that everybody that's in a rowing program adheres to it. Can I have a thumbs up for all the parents who've read that wee list just now? Yes. Yes. Jimmy? <laughs> Got a big thumb from there. Lovely. Okay, so uh, for me as a coach, um, the training program, yes, please make, make a time of the nearest school to you. If you need me down at 5.45, I will be there at 5.45 to let them go for seven. But the training program has to happen in the morning, the same as your weights and your ergo stuff have to happen as well. So everything that Phil and I are going to do um, is going to deconstruct all the elements that each child is going to have to move forward on in the program. And they're going to really enjoy it as well. Very, very quickly before I hand over to Paul, 
I want I want um, a barbecue down beside the gymnasium at the Arches, and we're going to strip it out. We're going to pressure wash it out. We're going to go in there and paint it out. Not changing the colour scheme at all by much, but we're going to have a a picture of the two trophies that they're going to be racing for at Henley, the boys' quad and the girls' quad, laminated. And we're going to have some super posters up there and we'll have our gym, upper body, lower body, in the right-hand wall. And we can do the same on the left wall. About 26 kids in the gymnasium and out the back, we can do our ergometers as well. So we can accommodate the whole race group hour by hour and make sure it's very efficient. Over to you, Paul. Hey guys, just worked out how to take myself off mute. Um, thank you, Peter, and uh, thank you, Ken, for the introduction. Um, most of you have heard me talking uh, over at least the last year, at least three or four years. So I just wanted to recap us all on a couple of points. Um, obviously, Peter and um, Phil Bourbonion have come in. We've also got Lachlan. Lachlan said he'd be in on this video conference, but I think he's commuting home. I'm not sure if he is here. If he is here, just give me a shout. Um, and it's a fantastic year in front of us, um, especially after lockdown and various other things to touch on everything that Ken has said and Peter has said. And I just want to give you my role this year. Yes, yes I am still here to coach. Yes, I am uh, obviously as invested, if not more invested, but I just wanted to spell a couple of words out so that we know whatever the position is where we stand. Um, uh, usually at this point, I, um, I, I uh, go to the parents if we're in a room and I, I ask everyone to put their hand up if they've rode as a junior before. Uh, and usually in the Team Keen environment, uh, there's a limited amount of people that have done that. And, and I, I basically ask that question because a junior rowing programme of, of this standard and of, of this level takes a lot of input, understanding and, and knowledge from a parental background. Uh, and to give you a small cap of it today is part of it, but through the course of the season, uh, my role is just to make sure you've got everything in front of you. Uh, the background I come from, I'm obviously a parent of three children. Amelie's one of them. Amelie, give me a wave. I just, found out she, I, I just found out she had an extra ear piercing today, which we'll have to deal with after dinner. Right. Um, 50 squats. Um, yeah, that's, that's a thousand squats, Peter. Uh, right. Um, and I've been working towards this point for the last 10 years. I've obviously been coaching for the last 20. And to get to a point now where I've got three other brilliant coaches, not doing the work for me, but supporting everything in the programme that we believe in, is this, this is the accumulation of the last 10 years of work. So I, I just wanted to make that known to you. Stuff that's gone on before, okay, but stuff which we're going on to do, that's our priority. Um, I also come from a background as a qualified school teacher, uh, an art teacher, which obviously um, makes me realise, obviously, from a school and educationist environment, the importance of having the two hands in hand. Not obviously just running a rowing programme, but you know academically how how it how it is important to child and parents obviously understand the dynamics um questions that usually come up over the last 10 years it's gcse year uh what's my child doing or how are they doing it and obviously if they've been training for the last one two three years pre previously before that that's fine but educationally trying to balance it all together and that's the main thing i'm here for i, I mean I've worked over the last 10 years in a school environment and outside of school, writing letters. Uh, I'll just um, use an example of Peter was saying about um, early morning sessions. And uh, I'm always happy to write letters to schools or speak directly to heads. Uh, I, think, uh, I, I think over the years that uh, I've, I've had um, conversations with at least 14 different heads about asking for their permission to, um, you know, miss registration in the morning or there's an exam on and um, a mock exam, let's call it, and whether that could be done at a later point so they could do a race. Um, so I, I'm, I have had a lot of experience from that, from the perspective of Team Keen and obviously a parent and a teacher to be able to deliver that. So if anything does crop up and you're like, uh, it's not just black and white, you know, you, you, like with schools from my experience, you, you can move things around. And to be clear about this programme, 
This program is tailored towards getting your child not just to win or be better, it's to get them to a standard so that when they go to university or nationally, get them to a level where they, they have a level of understanding and experience and obviously hopefully a medal around their neck to say they've got there. So it, it's a different prerogative to a school environment, but on an educational environment, it's not. There's kids from various different gifted and talented backgrounds from music all the way through to horse riding that have this experience as well. So um, don't be worried about the fact that when a school says to you, you have to be there exactly at that time and you don't know what to do because the kids are training a crew. I'm happy to go direct to a teacher either for a letter or directly call them or a Zoom meeting like we're doing now and deal with that. And, and that's part of the role here. I want to fully support not just what Peter's doing, but obviously, you know, what you're doing as parents and as children to get you where to you, you need to be. Uh, and like it, the complexities of what over the last 10 years I've been juggling, the, the, the difficulty is from this environment, it's not just one school uh, rowing it on, a, on a junior level. It's from the background of um, a school, uh, independent or state, uh, the kids come down during the curriculum time, exclusive time, and it's the same kids that they're training with from from J13 all the way up to J18. Uh, some of them may reduce. You, you won't get new kids coming in or kids from different schools. And so I, I'm familiar with the uh, from a coaching perspective and a, a running perspective of understanding how the how we bring all the kids together, which is a much harder context than the majority of other schools that are running school programs within their own school. Um, so, to summarise on my role, um, my role is to get, um, for the coaches, which includes Phil, Peter and uh, Lucky, who's the junior coordinator that's doing all the running around in the background to make sure it all works and, you know, to make sure that you've been informed correctly, um, is to get the coaches and yourself in the best, the, the best possible experience so that both you and the coaches can perform and achieve. And that's what I'm here to do this year and in the next two years of working with Peter. Um, the three things from today, which, which, which we need to go back and to agree. One is that we have their commitment. Uh, uh, most people are gonna say, obviously, yes, 100%. Some parents or kids might be 80-90% sure and that's my job to go back to and Miranda to go back to you and them and say right okay what's what's not sure or, or, or even from the coach's perspective if they're not sure about the child or whether they're going to be able to commit for whatever reason or whether they can see it or not to work between both coach and athlete to get to that point. Um, the second of things is your commitment as a parent that's obviously on this call and, and other parents obviously there's a lot of parents that aren't on this Zoom meeting today. And between us, you know, uh, Judith's coming on to speak in a minute about, uh, you know, from a PSA, parent support sort of bit, is uh, having that dialogue with some of the other parents. There's some of our parents, I'm sure things we can share um, information in that regard. And then um, the third thing is just to make sure from my experience over the last year is, is to make sure that you as a parent or as a child have got enough notice um, so that neither the coach or, or, or the athlete feels let down. Uh, and that's my bit, which is <laughs> the middle ground, let's call it, to work with. Um, my final point is, uh, finally, I understand as a parent, obviously I have three children and children in sport and various other sports, you know, what we're juggling, um, and experience as a junior coach, which I've been doing for the last 20 years, um, that there's always going to be a curveball or a spanner in the works, kids not turning up to a regatta, uh, a bit of kit's broken, uh, coaches got issues with either being there or whatever else. I, I'm 100% certain that most of the variations, including people jumping off bridges in front of me and various other things, I've, I've had. And, uh, and from that experience, to just secure that what you're doing and the program which Peter's put forward, which I know 100% works. I know from all the last training plans which I've wrote, other coaches have wrote, which I've trained in as a full-time athlete, other clubs which have passed me on theirs, all the high-performance centres, I know this plan works. And that's it. Every plan that I've ever seen listed is abstract. You know, you can write anything on a piece of paper. But the actual deliverance of it, the actual fact where you can actually follow it for the 11-day cycle or for the next two, three months, that's what makes it work. 
and uh, and and that's a bit. If we all agree that we are, um, can't really moan handwriting. Uh, if we all agree that, uh, it, it, that that we are going to try our hardest to get the best possible outcome, we will win. And um, that's my that's my experience and take on it. So, I've I've very eloquently explain myself as the middleman but what i do mean by that is i'm the port call between everyone to make sure that we get the best possible result from experience and results i think i've added everything oh i didn't talk about my hoodie uh, this is from miranda's from zimbabwe well, we, we're supposed to all be wearing one each but um i'm <laughs> taking one for the team and wearing it on my own. yeah okay thank you ken uh, any points that i may have missed ken or anything that no you're perfect you're perfect. Yep. Uh, we, we'll go to we'll go to Judith. Just before we do, I want you to note, um, uh, Peter, if you can see the chat, there's some really good questions that are popping up. So maybe you can just read those. And when Judith's done, we can make sure we answer those questions. Um, uh, and actually, w while we're here, I know um, Judith has just put up this slide. Um, I just want to note that uh, just to celebrate uh, Gemma and Nathan and we went through a process to, uh, uh, you know, vote and select um, with, with, you know, some great candidates, um, these two individuals who are going to play an important role in developing the kind of culture and, uh, you know, the attitude that we need to win to do all the things that Paul and Peter have said. And so we're going to be asking a lot of Jimma and Nathan, um, positive peer pressure, leadership, and, um, so just really want to congratulate them. And as our new captains of Team Keen have stepped into this new, and, and I'll say just prestigious role. So congratulations to them. Judith? Great, do you want me to go? Do you want to um, have a look at the questions? Should we do the questions at the end? Yeah, well, why don't we do the questions at the end? Great, okay, so I've got all the exciting stuff to talk about now. Um, so all the really important bits, um, the bits that we're going to keep going on um, on the WhatsApp and keep that buzzing. Um, I think you've all, we've all been using FitClub. Um, what I want to just, Miranda sent out a message this week um, about how FitClub works. Um, so hopefully you've all gone in and had a look and updated um, your attendance. A couple of things on FitClub um, is, it is, it's really, really imperative now that we that this is updated um, with everything, and there's nothing worse than this quote because of COVID. But because of COVID and because of the restrictions and track and trace and all of the work that Miranda is doing um, in the background to make sure that we're fully compliant and we're all doing what we need to do, we do need to have everybody's attendance um, logged in there. 24 hours before the event and it will lock then but please on a week by week basis go in or just go in and make sure it's all updated but please go in and make sure it's all updated for all of the events um for the training events so you can go in you've seen the training schedule hopefully we'll answer all the questions today about the training schedule so you know which ones you'll be attending but what you must know is that you cannot now just turn up at the club um, or at the arches um, and have forgotten to mark yourself down as attending and expect to get on the water or um, to use the equipment. We have to keep all the equipment clean and we have to know, the coaches need to know exactly who's attending. So it all, you know, it's pretty strict. We've got to stick to those guidelines. So please, I do, I, I, Really, we don't want to have um, Paul Miranda having to just constantly be texting um, and WhatsApping and asking everyone to check their attendance on Fit Club. So, what um, you will be next thing is about British Growing and your membership. Um, has everybody checked um, renewal for membership? I checked yesterday, and it runs out next week. Um, so you need to have your membership um, updated so you can race. So please go in, log in, double check, have a look at your membership card and make sure that all of your membership um, details are up to date. Um, the next bit, I think, is around PSA. Um, you know, I'm Judith, so if I'm here really to help um, both parents uh, answer any questions, um, help with bits, pick up the bits and pieces um, with Paul and Miranda and, 
and the coaches, um, and really just to help answer your questions. So what I would like to do, and, and at the end of this call, Ken will talk about, we'll talk about what next week's call is about. We'll go into a bit more detail, but we would like to set up a separate, um, a separate WhatsApp group for the parents that can, um, that is there open for people to, to sort of have conversation. Um, the Keen Parents group is really there for the coaches to talk about, this is a race time, you know, we're meeting here, there's really clear guidelines about what we're doing. We will set one up, I will set one up for the parents of any other questions around kits, second hand kits, you know, the regattas, who's doing what, can we set up a separate committee for fundraising, um, can we set up a, a, a committee to look after and help run different regattas? But that one will be about the parents being able to sort of chat on, um, just to clear um, all the, the, the traffic that's going on on WhatsApp, because we don't want thousands of different messages. Just bear with us right now, because we still have people signing up, we still have people um, registering, we still have people today coming in, um, and so we're going to set up and make sure each of these groups um, are very clear and we've got the right people in each group. So whether you've got a keen parents for the race squad um, that Peter's going to be running, whether there's one for parents um, or whether there's one for different the development group. So you're not, not everybody's getting every message. I think that's about covered it for PSA. Um, any questions, just put them in or just ask now because I think we're open to questions. Okay, yeah, just, just before we go to questions, I do want to follow up on what Judah said about next week. So this, this uh, call we're having right now is for everybody, but it's focused on the athletes and the race team. That was the focus of this call. We're going to have a call at the same time, 6 o'clock, next Saturday, the 12th of September. Again, everybody's invited. The focus of the call is going to be on parents. And we're gonna go through a few more things in, in detail, but we're, we wanna talk about the PSA, the club, and the important tasks at hand. Look, we have the opportunity in front of us to create the greatest junior rowing club on the planet. And you know we have the talent near us, we have the river, we have the coaching, we have the will, we, we can do this. And there's a few specific challenges that we want to talk about. We want about the boathouse, we want to talk about ring, we want to talk about money, we want to talk about inclusion, which I'm saying is synonymous with having great talent. And so we would really appreciate if parents, and we'd love the athletes to attend as well, and we're going to talk about um, some of the things we need to achieve and how we might do it. So that's next week. Okay, so... Um, with that, there's a few questions. Why, why don't we start um, with, uh, Alice asked a great question, Peter. She said, how many sessions on top of the three mornings? Um, you've, got, you, you've got your three, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then that evening to keep the ball rolling for them um, and keep the body developing. It's got a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the evening as well. Um, and that's only for 55 minutes for each right. second. They will come down. That runs from four o'clock, just reiterating the time. If you live close to us, you're finished and gone by five. If you're appearing at five, then you'll be gone by six. If you're appearing at six, you've gone by seven. And if you're appearing at seven, you'll be gone by eight. Okay. Yeah, and um, then, yep. then the Friday is going to be off except they will do something in sports day at school. The, the Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that across tonight. Again, I'm repeating myself, that would be the Sunday off. And so that's where the athletes would be able to do some family quality time. So if, you'd, if you had to go and see grandma or there was something that was done and they asked you which day, you could go, hey, we can't do Saturday, but we can definitely do the Sunday. And that option would really help everyone. Okay, what I, what I hear, and I think just to, to be clear, this schedule is not a um, pick a few sessions schedule. <laughs> this yeah. is, there's a minimum of three mornings and the rest of it is what it is. And, and this is how we're going to be a great club. And so, um, you know, if people have individual um, issues, talk to Peter, but you know, this is, this is the schedule and it's not, um, 
uh, you know, attending only part of this is not an option. Just, Ken, just very quickly, guys, sorry to um, overrun your time. Um, you want to be done quickly. I, Phil and myself, are going to develop a rank order, and that has to come. We're, we're in the inclusive phase just now. But we are about, with this training program, about to go into the assertive phase. The assertive phase for everyone is a sharp intake of breath where they have to put themselves out into the program and show where they're really good. They've got to be really good on the ergo, really good in the way it's good technically. And we will have a rank order for each individual in these, in these topics as coaches. So that when we put boats together, you're there because you're, you, you, you're at the top of the list of each of the things you're doing and you're developing and you've got the option of seat racing people out who, who you want to challenge as well. So when we get to regatta and we put the boats in, it's a fair decision because of the amount of data that we have. If you only attend a couple of sessions a week, that's not enough data for me to show to you as an athlete or a parent why he or she is not in a crew. So help me with this program that will be enough for study, that worked well with the schools that I've worked before, where they can celebrate the school success and the river rowing success. And at the end, they're all going to tie, and the self-efficacy is they get invited to big programs after they've won, when Harvard and Yale and Princeton and all these people are standing there, um, uh, ready to sign people up for their programs. Um, okay. Thank you, thank you, Peter. I'm not sure if this is the exact question Alice is, is asking, but over the years, it's the question that has been asked to us. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm hearing everything that you're saying in regard to the sessions, but to be clear, I've had some parents asking, and, and I know we've graded people level one, two, three, four at the moment. I don't know whether we've given all the children that, but in regard to the division three and fours, which we were discussing today, which is obviously, the, let's call it the more advanced scholars, What's the minimum amount of sessions a week that you think that they would need to attend? So you're asking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I'm not saying that they have to other sessions that they have to do. What minimum amount of sessions do you think they'd be required to do? Um, the one, two, three, four, five, six, and eight sessions. So to be a, to be a division level three or four, that you're asking them to do at least eight sessions. We've obviously got people which are ranked level one or two. I'm not entirely sure where we've told the athletes that or the yeah, parents okay. where they are at the moment. Yeah. But um, to move up to three or four from a one or two, yeah. they'd need to do at least eight sessions a week. Yeah, and I would expect them to start at least 50% of that four or five sessions. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So start at four or five and move yeah. up to eight sessions. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, Peter, are you able to see the chat group? Um, yeah, the six, yep. I can see, I can see this, hold on. Um, okay. I never know that, but Just I, want to clarify, so we've had a question about um, where the uh, ergos are done. Those are done at QBridge in the arches. And um, there was a specific question about from uh, the early morning sessions, are you also attending those same evening sessions if you've done the early morning session? Um, so I'm just looking at Gemma Parkins one. Sorry, yep. Paul, I was, um, I'm worried about the fact, this is what Gemma's written. I'm worried about the fact that the schools are expecting the kids to do two hours a night homework and we hope they also get nine hours sleep. Um, no, that, that, that's, that's absolutely, that, you know, when, when, they, when the kids come in from their training of 55 minutes, um, I know that the, the cerebral cortex is gorged with blood and when you sit down, and you do an average of a student at university 54 minutes concentration time, that the children who come back from training in the evening will be able to absorb the training study modules much faster than anybody else who doesn't do that type of training. So we will actually help them to bring in the information into their brain quicker if they do that time, which is the, the golden hour round about when they've had the food, before the insulin kicks in. So they'll be getting home 55 minutes after the training. If they could do 4.30, 5.30 finished, the time they get home, quick shower, something to eat, and then there's nothing wrong with them doing a couple of hours study and still being in bed for me at 9.45 with all the electrics out. 
If you don't, if you don't adhere to the program, you'll see it. It says that the, the child must be in bed at that time. And they must have the electrics off at that time as well. And that will be the rhythm that will help your child to be very focused in their training and very focused in their study as well. And also, you can see that the, the, the Saturday has got some study in the morning. Um, the Sunday will definitely help plug that gap as well. And obviously the Friday as well. So the, there's, there's more than enough training um, in the program. There's more than enough study time. They just have to be more focused and be less um, plugged into the electrics for fun. Peter, we've also had some questions about location. Do you want to talk about the arches versus the boathouse? Yeah, the boathouse will be with the, with the mornings, so the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Saturday, um, and the Sunday just now. That will be um, down at UL. Um, and the evening stuff, we don't have to faff around. They just come straight in and we'll be there. Hi, kids. There you go. That's your, that's your weights. Please get warmed up and get on with it, and we'll focus them through. Straight on to the ergo all pumped up and then they're done and dusted. So the weights and the ergos is done at the, um, at the arches, which is not that far because the warm up run, um, if they were to come down and put stuff. Well, sorry, Paul, have we got enough? Yeah, we have enough rooms there so they can come directly to there and put the bags there as well. I've saw, I've saw extra rooms there as well. We have enough places to do that. And, and, and Peter, Judith made a great comment just now. The, 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 the schedule says from five to eight o'clock, but it's choosing an hour slot within those three hours. You're not asking everybody to train for three hours every evening, correct? If I was Jürgen Grobler, yes, I would be, but I'm not. <laughs> the man who's coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 55, 55 minutes only. They choose the slot. 55 We're minutes only, yeah. My family, I, my family are celebrating that the pizza man has arrived. So that, that's, that's the level of cuisine we're at just now. Okay, I've just closed the door. Sorry about that, guys. So, yes, I'm not asking them to train from five to eight, not at all. I'm asking them to do a 55-minute slot and then get straight back and go on with the study and then to get some food and get to bed. I, I also note um, th there's a comment about, you know, 6 a.m. rowing would be ideal. Um, and just bear with us. I mean, I, I, my, I'll just note to parents that my information is that that's not going to be possible. That's when the University of London boats and we, we can't be boating at that time, but we're going um, to do the best we can. So Miranda is just noting now that evening sessions are four to five, five to six and six to seven. And just on that note about the, um, the morning sessions, I know that was this time last year, this was um, us as a new parent coming into this and we spoke to, went in and spoke to the school or Lily's form teacher. Um, and they were really supportive um, of the early morning rowing um, for anybody who hasn't spoken to their, their teacher or their school and, and actually had said on the days that you're doing early morning, we don't mind if she misses um, roll call or whatever it is first thing form and um, session or she's 15 minutes late so it's worth asking um, because I know with Lily's uh, Brent's side were really supportive of it and, and said it was fine. Yeah actually we with my um, Leo and Nicholas we had the same experience with Althorn school um, there was he, he's been able to get to school on time but he, he was late one day from rowing and the school um, celebrated it they, they just thought it was fantastic that he was rowing and being late was you know whatever the excused or whatever um, yeah, just on do, that, do you see sorry there's a couple yeah. of papers that all the parents should read and it was done in a Harvard study and it was done a few years ago and that if you were to if you were doing rowing and you were doing your study it was a significant result, i.e. more than the, 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 um, the fact of to, give you, to write a paper. It was scientifically proven that if you did rowing in the morning, that you would do much better in absorbing the information when you went to school. Um, and it out, outperformed any of the other sports. So rowing, because of all the muscles and all the capillary and all the blood, your child does really well when it goes in after being awake because it takes the normal person four hours to waken up. So if you were going in for an interview 
or you were taking on a new project at work and you just went in there and you got up at seven in the morning and then you're in at work at nine, the person who's going to take the contract off you in business is the one who's been up since four in the morning and has already done the four hours and gone for a jog and comes into the same meeting because they'll be able to think faster. They'll be able to jump straight into different parts of the, 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 the budget or whatever that's been put across and they'll be just so much more switched on. That's the, the effect of having people training and having a rhythm that they just become so, just so, so much more gifted around the, the, the topics. Thanks, Peter. Just, I think we're getting near time. I think there's some very specific questions about the schedule being asked that are great questions. Um, just very quickly, can you just clarify, um, I think there's been observed some changes to Sunday and some details we need to iron out and when people are rowing. Are people going to get a printed schedule at some point in some way so that this is all crystal clear? Yes. Okay. So, so how and when? Um, there'll be, the, the, what I, with the program that we have, yep. the only thing that's missing from it is what actual training they're doing in it. And that will be given on a monthly basis. So they will see on a month template, the athlete will bring it home. It'll be stuck on the wall. Um, it can be electronically done as well. Um, but then the boxes are filled in what actual training they're doing. And you can see how the program is building up. Okay. Um, okay. So that's, that's coming. I just note to people that, you know, for example, you know, we're not going to be rowing from six to 9 a.m. in the morning. And no. we, we talked about the three. Okay, so th there's more detail coming. Um, we're at the top of the hour. I, I wonder if, um, and Miranda makes a great point here, if um, Gemma or Nathan would like to have any comments about morning training, the points Peter just made, or anything else. Uh, hi, yeah, can you hear me? Thanks, Nathan. We're putting you on the spot. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. The early mornings, from especially what I've experienced, are not like say as hard as the sessions you do, like the double Saturday session or any of the weekday sessions. They're usually relatively easy sessions and usually a bit shorter as well. They're more based on like technical training. So it's sort of something you're going to go there. You're going to be completely knackered, and then you're going to get into school completely knackered. Uh, like Peter was saying, it's sort of anything you go there, and you're more awake and uh, I don't think it's something that's going to put you in like, it's going to deficit you from school. It's going to, if anything, yeah, like Peter was saying with the studies, um, it'll benefit you. So Brilliant. Thanks, Nathan. And they're not, I mean, I'm fairly lucky because it doesn't take me that long to get from the club to school and my house sort of is in between hands. So I sort of go home, have a shower and go to school. Uh, but I've sort of, I've always had more than enough time to be able to do that. Brilliant, Nathan. I know, Gemma, you're even closer. Um, Gemma, feel free to make a comment if you'd like to. Uh, yeah, so from my perspective, I'm being given 20 hours a week of homework slash revision. And personally, I'm at the moment just trying to timetable it all in. But I'm going to give it a go, and hopefully you guys all can too. We spoke about your karate um, commitments as well, Gemma and your black belt that you achieved as a junior as well. Um, the, I just really hope that you don't use any of the kicks when I tell you your karate is now second place. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, we're just a few minutes over. So I'm very um, uh, happy that we didn't go grossly over. We kept it to an hour more or less. We started a few minutes late, so. Um, Listen, huge thanks, Peter. Huge thanks, Paul, uh, Judith. Thank you so much. Thank you all for attending. Um, I'm just going to pause briefly. Does anybody have anything burning that they want to say, whether it's a question or an answer? I'll just give anybody uh, some time. I've got okay, one. Okay. Yeah, I've got, go for it. Does anybody have access to a bit of land and a, and, a, and, a boat, and a boat house that we could all have, please. Yeah, that's my burning question. Does anybody have any contacts anywhere in, in construction companies or any projects that you know as architects, anything like that, that would give us a piece of land and our own boat shed? Because that would make all of this much better for us. 
well, I, I think Peter, th th let's let's hold that thought as we go into um, this meeting next week with the parents because we're going to start to answer that question. Look, I'm going to note, like Sharia, I love um, how tenacious you are with this question, uh, Sharia. If if I was uh, in school, I wish I was in class with you because you've asked what time are the sessions going to be? And you're saying on Monday, what time do we have to be at the boathouse and when? And Miranda has just told you 6.15. Um, so um, I, I, I do think uh, having a, a schedule with very detailed times on it is something that we need to get out to you all. Peter is nodding his head. And so we'll get that done. Okay. Any final thoughts? Anyone? Yes, Miranda, waving your arm. Am I? Okay. Sorry. Um, Peter, just obviously you've asked the question for some feedback from all the athletes with regard to your idea with Sunday. Yeah. Um, bearing in mind that everybody's wanting a detailed schedule and that would need to be, that would need to be sort of like ironed out before then. When do you yeah. want that feedback by? And how um, you what's, what's you guys, have, I mean, you, you're the, you're the gurus in terms of um, how to receive the information quickly. Would it be, would it be possible for somebody, um, is that is that WhatsApp group up and running yet, Judith, or, or could that be a first protocol information back from the parents and the athletes to let me know if the, if the Sunday was a goer? To email you. I mean, I'd say we 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 need to know. Can we know in the next twenty four hours? We do need to know yeah. like now before the yeah. end of tomorrow. Um, yeah. So we can collect that. Um, and I think if if it's if it's a yes, we keep it in. Um, but if, if people are, are sort of saying that we would rather not have it, then I say that they need to get in touch with one of us. Miranda, what do you think is the best way of collecting that? Yeah, I think if um, I think if if you're yeah. happy to if you're happy. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. Okay. Um, basically, I've employed all the other coaches, so I've employed other coaches for those sessions at those times. I just need to make sure I gave the other coaches notice that they wouldn't be employed for those times. So I would I would say that if you if you are definitely not going to be making use of that Sunday session, that you that you let Judith know. Judith, do you mind collecting the information? No, just yeah, get text me, WhatsApp me. Judith, that you, you've got no intention of if you know if you would prefer to wait to to wait your training more during the week. Yeah. Um, but obviously there are students out there that some of them are in go to school actually in central London as well. So, you know, it might be a bit more difficult for them to train during the week and they may value that with that extra weekend session. So, um, so we just need to get that feedback. So yeah, basically people say. just need to put the, I, I, I appreciate what Peter's saying, especially in regards to family. I'd love to be at home with my family Sunday afternoon, but um, I, I know through the last 10 years, times at work. So I know Sunday mornings, it's busy. That's why I put it on the afternoons. But um, if people generally want to keep those times, then um, then just put your case forward. Um, if for the reason that people are thinking that they're going to be able to commit to eight sessions in the week and it's realistic for them, then just present that case. If, if, if everyone's honest and says, I can't commit to eight sessions in the week and I can't do this in the week, then um, uh, I will stick to the original programme or if Peter suggests something else, then... Uh, but but I've, I've publicized it now, so we, I need a decision by Monday, really. Okay. Okay, so everybody is invited to contact Judith. Is that importantly, Ken, I know we're signing off, but we do all get to sing Lily Happy, Lily Happy Birthday. Oh, you don't need to do that, Dan. Yes. Yes. Everyone yeah. unmute. Every, and this works perfectly on Zoom. I'm glad we've got this on record. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to request that everybody unmute. Come and sing happy birthday. This is a very important thing. Come and sing happy birthday to Lily. Hold on. Okay. Ready? Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy 
Oh, that was perfect. We shouldn't be a rowing club. We should be a singing club. That was perfect pitch, perfect meter. That was amazing. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Team Keen podcast. Visit us at teamkeen.com or find other episodes of this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash teamkeen or wherever you listen to podcasts. The original music by Daniel Duke Jordan.